Hey everyone, thanks uh, again for joining us. Um, this episode is with my man Kyle Hamlet. Uh, Kyle and I literally hadn't talked in almost 10 years before we recorded this podcast. Uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, Kyle's one of those guys where you just, you literally just pick up right where you left off, which is the, the beauty of it, and I can't thank him enough for it. Uh, I hope you guys really enjoy it. He is a fun and very gentle guy uh, and just probably one of the more unique souls I have ever come across in my life. And I hope you guys kind of hear that through our conversation. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy this one. Let's see here. All right, dude. So, believe it or not, you're not the first guy from Michigan to have on Whatever. I know. It's crazy, right? Now, here's also the funny part is the first guy I had on from Michigan is from the Grand Rapids area. And, of course, he knows me because well, I'm just a, kind of a big deal. <laughs> in the yeah, I said Kyle Hamlet. He goes, Kyle Hamlet. He says, do you need to get me a, a signed photo or no? <laughs> Sign photo. He Sign can have photo. a, he can have a, a a meal that he pays for with me. That's <laughs> but he, but he's got to buy it. Um, well, of course. <laughs> so now you grew up in Kalamazoo, correct? False. False. I always thought it was Kalamazoo. No. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. I lied um, to that guy, Kyle. You did. You did lie to him. Um, I was born in the the small town of Manistee, okay, uh, Michigan, a uh, little uh, tourist tourist town. Uh, used to be a logging town. Uh, lived there for about a couple years, um, and then lived in Indiana for a few years. Lived in Minnesota. I know wow, you just find out all these yeah, things. I'm learning so much, and we're like a minute you, into this. Do you even know me? Um, uh, so, and then uh, I grew up, spent most of my childhood in, in uh, Cadillac, where I spent most of my days. Cadillac, Michigan? Yeah. Now, is it, is it home to Cadillac, the, the brand itself, or no? You would think it would be, but no. No. Okay. No. No, no not Fair like enough. that. So... So that's where you guys hung your hat for for quite a, quite a while, or what? Yeah, yeah, we we stayed there for eight years, and then my family uh, we moved down um, to a small town called Bloomingdale, Michigan, which is near Kalamazoo. Okay, it's it's just easier to say Kazoo because nobody knows where Bloomingdale is. <laughs> like right. the Bloomingdale store? No, <laughs> we didn't live in the store. No, so okay, okay. fair enough. So yeah. Yeah, see, I always just assumed it was Michigan faithful because I saw you with the Wolverines jersey. Well, so, I, mean, I mean, I was born in Michigan. I self-identify as a Michigander, so, right, right. you know, it's where it's at. I had no idea you lived in so many different states. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, for those that don't know, obviously, uh, you and I met at college. We did. Um, where you led this very interesting life there. <laughs> and you were only there for like a year and a year and a half, two years. 
I I was. I and was. You're just the way I have to try and describe you to people who don't know you obviously is you're just so outgoing and just literally willing to do anything. And uh, like that goes into you know you're obviously a full-time student. You worked a night job of all things with, I remember, 8 a.m. classes because we had 8 a.m. classes together. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> Not a coffee drinker at that time, so I don't know how I did it. <laughs> and then you were also like a big drama guy. I, I was drama off and on the stage, my friend. <laughs> But drama isn't a thing I do. It's a way of life. <laughs> now, where where do you get this though? Like, were you a big drama guy growing up? Like, were you in all the school plays and? No, no. See, because I think it's hilarious that you think like I'm this like really outgoing guy. Because in 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 high school, I was just like I kept to myself. I didn't really come out of my shell. Well, I, I take that back. Like, kindergarten up until like towards my freshman my junior year i was like really inside myself and i for the longest time i i i had a really hard time with my identity like who i was like what my thing was what i liked to do um i could just ebb and flow out of so many social groups yeah i I didn't know who i was um i was really quiet and then I took I took a performing arts class in high school. So we, we had to do a speech class. And performing arts counted as a speech class. And it was actually only like a marking period maybe, which is like half a semester. Um, and uh, for the final thing of this performing arts class, we had to do this performance in front of the, in front of the school. Like some students, some classes would come and watch us do this performance. And, um, so I, I, I did it and I just, I went out, I went full out. Um, like we did this like info commercial where I did like an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice and like a puny girly man. And, um, and I did some other skits and, uh, I had my students come up to me, like my friends, my peers tell me like, oh man, you did an awesome job. That was great. Well, then my family moved halfway through my junior year in high school. And uh, they we moved from a bigger high school to a smaller high school. So, like, my graduating class uh, in Cadillac was the biggest one. It was, like, 300-some kids, right? And then I go to this small, like, podunk town. I, I, they're not they're not podunk, but small. And their, their entire K through 12 is, like, 300 students. So my, my graduating class was like 90 kids, 80 kids. Can you can you hear me? I can't I can't hear you for some reason. Sorry, sorry. You got me now? Yeah, I got you I now. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Gotcha. There was some background noise so I had myself on okay. mute. But yeah, that's uh that's a huge change obviously. So drama drama went off the radar after that until and it, it popped up unexpectedly at Prairie. Right. Now, so. now that personality, though, I got to know, when you made that change halfway through your, your junior year, did you just, like, take the town of Bloomingdale by storm? Like, were they just 
in shock and awe that this guy came in with such a large personality or so I, you, did you just revert to this like kind of quiet guy who just kind of like i took it over you know they they crowned me king and no <laughs> um no well actually so fun fact little known fact i lived in the town of bloomingdale i went to school in the town of gobles and I, I, I use I use towns when I say this very loosely. <laughs> you know, we're talking like a blinking light at an intersection with a gas station town. So. We went to college in a town like that. Yes. No. No. Prairie was quite a. Three Hills was quite a bit bigger. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah. So Goebbels, I, I, I was. A little bit more well known, um, so like word got around like, like th- this is how small the town was. Like before you were sick, they knew. They're like, hey, I heard how are you doing. I heard you came down with bronchitis. So like, what? How did you know? <coughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I am. Like, so like they heard like this six foot five guy that was like two hundred twenty pounds was coming from Cadillac, and so like. All these athletes were like threatened by me, like, "Oh, he's not going to take my spot on the team," and like, I they were just expecting like this amazing, like, like great white hope, like Larry Bird, and uh, they the moment I picked up a basketball, their they're just their faces just dropped and they just like slowly walked away. <laughs> um, but like, I guess I was I I was nominated for like prom king. Uh, you didn't win prom king, no crown. I didn't. I I suspect Russia had a hand in that, um, but they tampered I tampered you know, with the votes, eh? Tampered <laughs> they the tampered. Votes. They got into some emails that I did <laughs> off my personal phone. <laughs> they got into my MySpace account. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, but uh, and then they voted me class secretary, which was a big mistake. Really, <laughs> you mean <laughs> you're not super organized, Kyle? No. <laughs> No, they picked the worst. Like, I found out, like, there's supposed to be all these responsibilities. Like, I guess I'm supposed to have my hand in, like, class reunions. <laughs> Turns out you haven't done any of that, or what? Oh, well, we'll, we'll see. The, uh, our tenure has gone by, so. <laughs> Work, we'll working on that 20. Working on that 20. <laughs> working on, you know, if you miss one, just shoot for the next. <laughs> Let me tell you, as a guy who just had his tenure reunion this summer, uh, totally overrated. Well, with face, with Facebook and like Twitter and Instagram, like with all those, mm-hmm. all those accounts, it's like you have why why get to, <laughs> why get together? Like, it's true. You kind of already know what's going on in everyone's life. Right. It's not like you're gonna develop deeper relationships in like the couple hours that you spend at a reunion. Um, but um, so I mean, I came a little bit more out of my shell but they didn't really have like any drama or anything and it still wasn't on the radar um and so yeah and i was there for a year and a half so it was hard to some of some of those kids had already you know, grown up going to school together stuff like that so oh, and i really thought because i was tall i needed to be a jock or like play sports and stuff right. which i don't mind playing sports but i just i never i never excelled at it nor loved it enough yeah like um, like my coach was like, ah, oh, you gotta get, you gotta get mean. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not feeling it, <laughs> you know? And, uh, so I didn't even know that, that like choir or drama could be, could be another option. 
right. until until I got to Prairie. Oh, so. See, and I would have just assumed with your outgoing attitude and just the draw you had to a lot of these like different drama programs, um, that it was just something you grew up in, like the artsy family that you were the lead in all the school plays and everything, you know. <laughs> when I had hair. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, and and like my brother Tyler and my brother Drew, they're both very theatrical, and like my dad is a bigger life than character, and so are my brothers. And so I feel like that kind of, I don't want to say like suffocated me, but when I, when there's bigger personalities around, um, I don't feel like I necessarily have to fill in those, those gaps. Like I'll, I'll kind of chameleon back into the background. Um, so yeah, when I got off on my own, like when I worked at like a camp for the summer, or when I went to Prairie, um, s- some of those things that I didn't even know about myself, God started to reveal to me right. uh, what was how He made me. Because yeah. I guess He knows better <laughs> than I do. Uh, he's got the blueprints. So. So then those things just kind of naturally came out of you. Yeah. As you well, were kind of no longer, I don't want to say surrounded or kept down or anything like that because they're your family members, but no. just the fact that you were now like kind of away from them setting your own kind of path. Right. That right. you were able just to express yourself as you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, And like when I went to Prairie, like I was trying to do the Explore program. Um, right. Yeah, and like... I had been working at a camp. I had done an, a year internship, and I was like, "All right, I want to get more into this camping thing because I, I love I loved camping still too do to this day." Um, and so when it came around August, the, the funds just weren't there, and I was really distraught. I was I was angry. I, I was just kind of looking at God like, "What? What the heck?" Like you know, I thought this was exactly what you wanted to do me to do, um, and it ended up not being that at all. Um, so I, I just ended up doing the Bible certificate, um, long, long way through. Um, and when I was going through the admission line, they're like, Hey, you want to be part of the Barnabas players? You know, we, we're going to go to New York. I was like, you're going to go to New York. I'm, (laughs) I'm in concrete jungle where dreams are made of. That's right. That's right. Um, and so I got, I, I auditioned for the Barnabas team. Um, and part of the addition was skit or, uh, improv. I've never done improv before. Um, and so I do this and I'm like doing a raptor and jumping on a table. I don't know. I don't know. What, usually when I do improv, I, I black out. I must take some psycho psycho drugs. Um, but, uh, and Ty Andrews was there Yeah. and he's like, Hey, we need a third person for our improv team. Do you want to be on an improv team? And I was like, sure, <laughs> I'll be on an improv team. I don't know what I'm doing. You just make it up, I guess. Um, and so so I got on the Barnabas team, and then I got on the improv team. Um, and, yeah, the rest is history. Um, I mean, I remember doing our first performance as Three Seconds Left. And we got a standing ovation. And then they wanted an encore. And I was just like, what? <laughs> Like, I think 
because they think we're funny. Uh, should this we tell? Is, should we tell them the truth? <laughs> like, this like, taste of fame, eh? Right. Like, how do they? Is somebody paying them? Like, I don't, <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because after you had left, um, all that art side of things kind of just slowly disappeared. Well, and and the funny thing was, and this is. This is God, um, because when I came to Prairie, the arts program was dead. That's right. Uh, the only the only people who were there were people. They were like, "Well, we like people were like, you can't just close the art program and then not, not let these arts students finish it up." That's right. And so, so you had Ty Andrews and you had Jeff. I think Brian Welch. Um, uh, a few others that were finishing up their drama degree. But what would happen with them closing the, um, with the arts program is, is the talent pool was like drained. Like, it's yeah. like, you know, you lose your, you lose your singers, you lose your, your seasoned actors. So the competition just wasn't there, you know? Is and, that what your, uh, your reasoning behind how you got on there was or what? That's I, I I honestly believe it because if if there would have that been that talent pool that I had heard about, I don't know if I would been as um, gun ho about it because opportunities really just like fell in my lap, right? Uh, and I'm not very competitive, and to be you know in the arts arts is competitive you know you don't view it as that but like. I would have to fight somebody for a spot on the Barnabas team, or I would have to fight somebody for the spot on three seconds left, you know, as opposed to, Hey, we're dying for people. I mean, I don't doubt that I had some natural talent, um, God given talent. Um, but I think it would not have been as easy, um, for me to get involved in like seven brides for seven brothers and redneck Romeo and Juliet. Um, Man, that was that was so much fun, <laughs> so much fun. I loved it. I love I loved Seven Brides. I loved I loved it all. Doing the drama thing was just, it was so much fun. Well, now were you not there when they were doing these like backyard um, Shakespeare plays? Yeah, I did one. Yeah, I did one because right, I, I remember did, going to one, and it was like the I did the taming of, the of yes, yeah, taming of the shrew, that's yeah. Right. Um, I actually think I did kind of a bad job, because <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the reviews was like, uh, I don't think they had their blocking right, which is blocking is your positioning on stage, and because I, I did a lot of like wandering around the stage, because <laughs> in my mind I was thinking I was being like this this sneaky, because I'm under. If I remember right, my part was like kind of like I was claiming to be this teacher that I wasn't to oh, get with okay. a girl. And so I felt like I, if I was sneaking around, like I was trying to eavesdrop on the conversation. But like the the uh, uh, what is it? The critic. Um, <laughs> the, like, the Three Hills media critics that uh, are just okay. bound. I think she was from somewhere bigger. So I mean, there was there was some credence to her credibility okay, to her. Okay. Uh, so it wasn't just like the, <laughs> the local complaining about so, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But so yeah, I mean, it was just I, it was ridiculous how many plays and stuff I was involved in, and like people actually, like I remember going to I there was this another small college. It's just like in Manitoba or something. I don't. I'm not sure. Um, okay. It's the one that Kathy Covert teaches at now. Um, hmm. I can't remember the name. But we went there and we performed there at the small college. And like people put on the reviews that like three seconds left was the best part <laughs> of, of the whole thing. And I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> seriously, are like people holding guns to you while you're doing this? Thing? You know, so, it was something that at the time was still very popular, right? It was improv. Um, it had gained a lot of popularity, obviously, through the mainstream media with... Um, Whose line is it joke? anyway? Yeah, Whose line is it anyway, right? And yeah. you guys did a great job, I think, of replicating that same sort of like... That same magic on stage where it was fun because the, the audience really felt like they were part of the show... Oh yeah, you know. I mean, sometimes the audience was the funniest cast member. I mean, yeah, they would get us crack, cracking up all the time. They're like, but you also had probably, you know, yourself included, three incredibly witty human beings between yourself, Ty, and Jeff. Um, just think on the spot, uh, and. You know, like I even think of other instances where it wasn't even three seconds left, but like I remember um, the talent show and you took some shot of Jeff for being short and he took some shot of you for being bald. And yep. it was just like, I don't know who took the first shot, but the second one came so fast afterwards. Like it was just quick thinking. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, man, like you can tell these guys get along both on and off the stage. You can tell that there's like, there's a genuine bond. They know how to like ebb and flow with one another, um, and I think that's why you guys were like genuinely successful at it. Was it was just well, and 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 honestly, Ty Ty and Jeff have a very uh, very I want to say a more s- sophisticated and and smart humor yeah. than I do, and I I feed off of people like I I um I latch on. I mean I can come up with my own stuff. Um, which I haven't done in a long time, um, but I, I fed off them, and so it was so easy when I was with them to just build on what they were already doing, like the the improv games where you have to rhyme with like like three headed opera star. Mm-hmm. Um, I was only funny at that because I was so bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it still could... it still adds this humor element, right? Right. Yeah, you gotta you gotta play with it. So I was more the like the physical like slap slap happy humor and then i i could just feed off of ty and jeff because they were so um so creative and uh they had a they had a very much more like uh a witty witty um humor uh, a much more like smart smarter humor than i could come up with um so as it was just they were they were awesome to work with like ty has ty still holds the best bald joke like I'm not offended if you make bald jokes. It just has. I'm offended if they're bad bald jokes. If it's like, You're bald. Like, like breaking new ground there, Copernicus. Like, come on, let's 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 get with it. I want to know this joke now. Um, well, I was I was putting on. Um, 
Ty's kind of like a germaphobe. I don't know if he still is. I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, but like I put on his, one of his baseball caps. I think it was like an Oilers cap. Yeah. And uh, he was like, "Dude, take take off my uh, take off my hat." I was like, "No." I was like, "Dude, I don't want to catch ball. I don't want to catch your baldness." <laughs> It's just like when it's that good, you can't be mad. Like that's just, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed, you know. Um, so those those guys were those guys were a lot of fun to work with, and yeah, I, I miss I miss that. I miss that. See a lot. now, has that at all translated to your life since? Have you done anything theater wise or comedy wise or anything of the sort since? Besides the stage of life, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? I, I see. I had this dilemma when I got back from because drama took me to like Ireland, right. uh, and right. we did like this like three month tour. Ty, Ty, Brian, and myself in in Europe uh, doing drama ministry, uh, which was just amazing. And so my plan was um, so after I did that half semester at Prairie, which was just to get me to Europe. <laughs> And finish up my Bible certificate that I made into my one-year Bible certificate into a one and a half year. Yeah. Um, uh, I had this like really, I was really struggling when I came back because um, I was planning on uh, doing drama ministry like through Kathy's. She had like this organization, uh, and I would just be like a resource that missionaries could use, and I would just travel around. Um, and so I really felt like I had to do drama, like. I needed, like, I was going to try to make it or something. Um, I even remember having a conversation with Kathy. I was like, do you think I could actually make a go at this thing to, as, like, a profession? Um, and uh, so when I, was, when I wasn't doing it uh, and I didn't have the opportunities that I had at Prairie, I felt like I wasn't doing what God wanted me to do, um, which at the time I didn't realize that God was actually preparing me for something else. Um, so right now I'm, I'm going through an online school called Christian Leadership Institute. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not accredited by the government, but a coalition of Bible colleges recognize it. Um, and so you only have to pay administration costs. Um, so I'm doing their, their bachelor, their associates and bachelors in divinity and, uh, looking to become possibly a pastor. Okay. And so, my my the pastor at our church um, is very adamant about supporting me in that call, and the church is to the leadership, and so they give me opportunities to preach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then part of my job too, where I work, um, is I have to go in front of churches, and I have to um, I have to present on my job to hopefully get support. Okay. Uh, so drama and improv are such an invaluable tool mm-hmm. to have. In my, like, I have no problem getting up in front of people. I still get nervous. Um, I don't always feel like I'm adequate. Um, right. But once you're going, you're going, and you have no problem right. delivering your presentation or anything. And, yeah, and where I fumble, like, improv's right there, and I can just, I don't want to say make stuff up. No, but, I mean, it keeps the crowd light. It also, you know. Yeah, and so, I mean, that that stuff has been huge. And um, 
you know, I still look back on those times with drama, and maybe who knows? Maybe God will. I'll get an opportunity to to do drama. Right now, it's hard with with kids and and everything with my job to go out and do like a musical because it's so time demanding. Um, but uh, that that experience as Prairie um, for for doing ministry in other areas uh, is invaluable, mm-hmm. uh, and and even it just talking with people too. Um, I was always amazed at after performances how much humor can be a healing uh, balm uh, and also uh, how it would take down walls. Like people all of a sudden were just open to talk to you and like, and all you did was make them laugh. Um, and it just opened this this conversation and this two-way ministry street um i don't know if you know of michael jr he is a comedian um you should look him up um he started off um i think secular he may still be secular you know you say christian comedian secular comedian Uh, but he's got this philosophy on comedy and he said i went into the industry trying to get laughs um and I realized it was more about giving laughs than getting laughs. Um, and just the sense that you're, it, it's not about you when you're on stage. Uh, comedy is about giving people laughs, not getting laughs. Uh, mm-hmm. It just changes the focus and the mindset. And he goes into town, when he goes into a town to perform, he'll go to like shelters, He'll go to, you know, soup kitchens, whatever it may be. Yeah. People wouldn't normally get an opportunity to hear a comedian, but who need it the most yeah. And yeah. For, for him. And when I, when I saw that, I just, like, I saw him, he was at a church in town, and I was watching him online. It's just like, I just wanted to go down there and run there and give him a hug because <laughs> I work I work with the poor and the homeless. And, I mean, like, if anybody deserves or needs a laugh, it's... It's them. Absolutely, absolutely. So, wow. yeah. No, that's really cool, man. And that's uh, it's it's neat to see that something that probably you didn't intend to have such an impact on your life has now become this thing that's affected you in really every step of the way. Oh yeah. Um, and so for those that I mean, people may be wondering how long. It's been since we last talked, uh, but aside Almost from ten years, <laughs> aside from the random phone call I got at work one day when working <laughs> at Prairie, uh, I yeah, it's it's been since two thousand nine. Um, yeah, for those of you that wonder, uh, the two songs that Kyle sang the most were "Just Dance" by Lady Gaga because it was him. Mm. Good. And I remember you had a great rendition of "American Boy." By Kylie Minogue. I don't even remember that. Oh, oh, wow! <laughs> you're, taking, you're taking me back, man. Yeah, see, and, me, I remember. Oh, yeah, American Boy. Oh so boy, it's been a while. I have always wondered what happened to you. Um, and we obviously like I why I've never reached out. I don't know. Um, but, I don't know either, man. I've been waiting. <laughs> But I mean, this is what I can tell you. Um, you got married. I did. I did. Yes. You have two children. Two baby um, boys. 
that me and your wife are actually Instagram friends. Uh, whether she knows that or not. Oh, what a creeper. <laughs> and she probably goes, who is this guy? Uh, who is this meatball? <laughs> and so, yeah, man. I mean, that's really what I know. I mean, I get to live vicariously. This is the beauty of social media, right? I get to right. live vicariously in your life from a distance. And I get to see, you know, your kids, I have to say, are hilarious. They um, are. The concept of family within your family is very, very strong. Yes. And yes. not just your own family, but your extended family as well, as I see the pictures and the videos of, you know, your dad, your brothers, um, your your in-laws and, and their family and how everyone's just like very integrated, obviously. So you guys are, you guys are very close. Um, but yeah, what what's that transition been like for you? Because... I mean, I don't even know what year it was that you got married or um, right. like, like walk me down how this all played out. Give me a little, give me a little idea of like how you ended up, you know, on this couch and talking to me all of a sudden, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, it was, it was kind of a, it was a rough, um, it was a rough transition from, from Prairie uh, and then and doing drama ministry um, to coming back to Michigan because um, like I was I was on this like high really like huge high you know I'm on a stage I'm performing people are loving me now um <laughs> the, you know and then to just like back to like square one like I don't know I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and actually during my time at Prairie, um, like I've, I've struggled with depression on and off. Mm. Um, so like when I went to, when I went to Cornerstone University here in Grand Rapids, um, I actually went through a little stint of depression and, and failed classes, which I had never done. Mm. Uh, so I basically dropped out of university. And then I don't know if you remember at Prairie, I was going to be the president, the class president. Right. And um, I got put on academic probation. And so, like, uh, you can't be a president when you're on academic probation, apparently. Who knew? Um, guess you had to find out the hard way. Um, so, um, and I, I went to counseling for that, um, wow. which which was really helpful. Um, there's There's, like, a proverb or something that says, like, Something in regards to like um, laughing can be like a, a mask. Like, so some of the some of the funniest people are like the most depressed people. Yeah, that's, that's actually a very true thing. <laughs> um, you know, so um, counseling was huge, and it was just it was just hard. I, I was because I wasn't doing drama and things. I just I felt like I was missing out on what God had for me and i i was going through another identity crisis um so i was actually i was um i was going to do that whole thing with kathy covert but i still i still own money for like the last missions trip and i had student loans that were coming due um and so my parents were like well we that's great they're all for ministry my dad is a a, a pastor but like Bible also says like you need to be responsible for your debts. Um, so my original plan was I was just going to get a job and start paying off debts. Mm. And, um, 
get Uncle Sam off my back. And uh, so I, I was looking for that. I was sleeping on my friend's futon, living out of my van. So I was really close to living in a van down by the river. Uh, didn't, didn't quite that, that whole that life goal, you know, <laughs> underachieved on that one. Um, but he was volunteering at Degage Ministries. Degage Ministries is a community center slash um, homeless shelter for women. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, at night, it houses uh, adult single women. Um, who are experiencing homelessness. And then during the day, the dining room's open to the public. And on the second floor where I worked were showers. They could get mail. They could rent lockers. They could get a haircut for two bucks. They could do laundry, get their ID, all that stuff. Um, Quite a bit. Um, And I worked in the resource office. Well, my friend volunteered at Degage, and they offered him a job. And they're like, hey, dude, I already got a good job. You should go check out Degage, apply for this position. Uh, I was like, okay, um, that'd be great. And mind you, I'm just looking for a job until I can pay off student loans, and I'm I'm gonna go off and do drama, right? And uh, so I get there, I get the job, and then through a series of events, like I start to climb the nonprofit ladder, <laughs> and yeah. I I end up in the resource office, and so I'm working with people are experiencing homelessness and who are or who are low income and trying to connect them to resources and give them bus passes and help them find jobs and apply all this stuff and at my time at Degage is when I ran into my wife so whoever tells the story first we like to say I met my wife down at the homeless shelter or he'll say I met my husband down at, I found my husband at the homeless shelter <laughs> really pulled me from the depths, you know, of despair. And, um, so yeah, we, she was volunteering there. Um, and I remember one day she walked out the side door as I was leaving and I was just like struck like on how beautiful she was. Like it was just like opened the door and I was just like, wow. Like, just speechless, eh? I was like, and, and, and I'm not even being cliche or like corny. Like this is just how yeah. it went. And she has long curly hair and as I was walking away from, it, I was like, "What if that's the one God has for me to marry?" Nah, nah, I was like, "No." <laughs> uh, but later, like, I, I I got moved to a position that was on the second floor because I was originally in the dining room, and that's where she was volunteering. Um, and we started striking up a conversation, and um, uh, you know, patrons would like <laughs> patrons would hit on volunteers all the time. And this is where this is where improv came in really handy, because I would diffuse a lot of situations with humor. Like we get free donuts, and one time a guy came up and it was like, "This donut's stale," and I was like, "Do you want your money back?" Like <laughs> and the guy just looked at me and just kind of smirked and shook his head and like like well played, you know. It's uh, like so what is the free donuts, dude? What, you, you, stale? This isn't Tim Hortons, you know. Come on. Um, and so that they would hit on volunteers all the time too. Um, and like one guy was like trying to tell my wife, he was a, a two fly to be a white guy. And, um, he was hitting on my wife and he was like, you know, I'll take you to Chuck E. Cheese's girl. And, I was, and so I was like, if she doesn't go, can I go? <laughs> um, yeah, but there was like other ones, like one guy, it's funny because they'll laugh at each other. Like one patron 
we call we call them patrons um and uh like one patron was hitting on a girl and uh danny was there for this one my wife and uh one patron was just cracking up after he left he's like where is he gonna take her the soup kitchen like <laughs> what's his plans he doesn't have any money um so yeah we we met there and we dated for six months um was engaged for another six months got got married um have the two beautiful children that you see um and then um yeah god was uh the guy who married us was starting a church plant um and so he asked us if we wanted to be on the core team which is like the leadership team yeah uh, and we we felt like that's where god was leading um we we found a house that was a God thing right next to the church plant. Um, just an incredible thing. Um, we got it even before it went on, on the market. Um, it was a elderly couple in their nineties who were moving out. They had built the house when they found out where their church was being built across the street. Um, and so like they had lived there since 1950 and then our church was going in across the street. Their church is unfortunately was dying at the time and it shut down. Um, and now a Seventh Day Adventist church meets there. But um, yeah, it was just in, it was just incredible. Um, and I had started hearing from people like when I did performances or when I was out on the mission field or even from Degage, I kept on hearing these people say to me, "Hey, have you ever thought about being a pastor?" Like one elderly lady told. Kathy after a performance after I talked to her because Kathy was always all about like after the performance you go out into the crowd and you talk to people and you get to know their stories and you minister to them um, and so one elderly lady is like when he becomes a pastor I want to be a part of his church and I was like okay yeah whatever um, but I just I kept on hearing it and from different places from different time periods and I was like okay God what are you trying to do? So I get in this church plant and I tell my pastor about this and my pastor Wayne's like, well, let's get you preaching. I'm like, what? Wait, whole train. <laughs> like, I just said, like, I think God may be leading this way. And right. the church has been supportive. And I said, the only way I'm going back to school is if God wants me to go back to school. Uh, Cause <laughs> been there, tried that a couple of times. Didn't do so hot. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Christian Leadership Institute came up and it's just like this free college except for their their degree program, which is just like administrative costs. Yeah. And then somebody anonymously, anonymously came to my director at Degage and said they wanted to fund part of my education. Hey, that's great. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, God, like he's just like, doors are just like, like exploding open. They're not just open. There's like, yeah. you know, it's like all right i i get it i don't need the 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 magical light or the voice telling me go this way i'll follow okay um so and then um in april so i'd been at degage ministries for like a six years and a six and a half years i gotta put the half in there um and i was approached by a ministry called servant center uh and they uh they do guardianship for like adults um uh, and they also are, are representative payee, which means we manage people's social security benefits okay. uh, if they're if they're disabled. Um, 
And uh, but they do they start off doing outreach in the community to severely mentally ill people, like going to homeless camps and under bridges. And so they approached me with this outreach position. Uh, and so I would go. So I go out underneath highways and I go out to like homeless camps in the greater Grand Rapids area um, and try to build a relationship with them, hopefully encourage them to get um, treatment for their mental illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, because people with severely mentally ill, they're, they're normally not in the shelter because uh, they can't necessarily handle all the people. And then two, because they don't understand, staff at shelters don't understand mental illness or they don't have the funding to have somebody who does, they often get kicked out for um, what looks to them as just defiance, but really is their mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do that and build relationships uh, with them. And that has just been, been incredible. Like this is the first time in my life where I really feel a sense of God's calling uh, that this is where he where he's put me and all these experiences that have led up like drama and prairie um, and all this different stuff has led up to this point. And this is just like, this is my calling. And my wife has said like, maybe you won't be a traditional pastor. Maybe you'll just be a pastor to, to those experiencing homelessness and mental yeah. illness. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I'm just in awe at, how God's got me to this point because I've always wanted a job where that uses everything that I've experienced and in that job embodies it. And, and they want me to go to churches to, to churches and Bible study groups and whatever to present on servant center, uh, which, which works out great because I was already working on preaching and, and have the drama background. So absolutely. And especially when it's something you're passionate about, it's very easy to give those presentations and, and really speak highly of it, right? It's it's something that you're it's near and dear to you, so like more and more of it comes out, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's not hard for me to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as you can tell. Like. And, it, and it becomes less of a job and just more authentic passion for the line of work you're in, right? And I, I'm sure that these you know congregations can hear that um, in your presentations, and it's not just I a hope matter so. of like, Hi, ladies and gentlemen. This is the organization that I'm here to present today. No, it's like right. this. This is really moving through you, and so yeah. um, no, that's really cool stuff, man. That's uh, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, my my two kids. Uh, Jason is three. He just started preschool today. I'm a little baby boy. Um, and uh, Brayden is is one, and he's just a ham. Uh, you can't spell Hamlet without ham. <laughs> Uh, he, he puts the ham and Hamlet. Um, that's all I got right now. Um, but yeah, the kid just smiles at everybody. Uh, Jason is more of my, he's got a really good sense of humor. Um, but he's more like calculated, like take, takes it all in. He's an introvert and Brayden is my extrovert. Um, and then, uh, Danielle's just, she's, she's awesome. Um, uh, I like to joke, like I prayed to God, um, to reveal anything that's displeasing to him. Um, and so he gave me a wife. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have, I have grown up a lot. Like I didn't know how immature I was until I got married and like how childish (laughs) I was. Um, like there's like, there was points where I was like, man, I am a jerk. (laughs) Um, I didn't, 
I didn't think I was that bad. I mean, there were there were other signs before this, but um, and she's just been very forgiving. Um, she's a digger, and so she won't let me bury stuff. I like to bury stuff yeah. in nice nice graves and piles. And she's like, "Hey, what's that? Like excavator? Let's dig this up. Let's look at it. Let's examine it from different angles." And so uh, she's just been a huge blessing and supporter supportive of me um you know doing ministry uh and i I love my job and i just come home like almost every day and just tell her how much i love my job and like thank you for thank you for supporting me in this because it's just it's just amazing it makes an incredible difference so and um she's she's an incredible writer um an artist um and uh yeah, right now she's just she's at home watching the kids, which is huge. Yeah. Um, but I I hope one day that she maybe when the kids get older she has an opportunity to to exercise those gifts a little bit more. But that's that's my fam. Well, I mean, all I can say is tell her to not be stingy on the Instagram posts. I I won't lie. I and this isn't just because we're talking. You know, it they are some of my favorite is. Uh, I always love seeing like friends of mine and their kids because kids fascinate me in the fact that every kid is different. They all oh, develop yeah. at different, like at different, uh, in different stages, ways. Yeah. yeah, different stages, and um, and they're just at that age. They're so innocent, and their humor comes off just so much stronger in my mind <laughs> uh, because they they don't know that they're being funny. No, they just. And so they they aren't taking credit for any like comedic stuff that comes out, but you also just see these like really heartwarming moments and stuff. One of my favorite ones, as funny as it is, because I was just scrolling through this uh, this last week because I knew we were gonna have this discussion. But it was your dad and your son. Your dad's playing his guitar, and he was allowed to touch Grandpa's guitar. Oh yeah, and they were like playing a song together. So he's just kind of strumming with his finger or whatever, and I just thought like, wow, like to me, this is what I hope people understand about you and your family is that like everyone there's like a very strong bond, and I got that almost immediately from the first time I met you and you started talking about your brothers and especially Bob. I mean, this would be a darn shame if. Bob never got mentioned at all because <laughs> your, your dad's a big part of your life, man. And he, uh, he is my 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 mom and my dad are. Um, I don't take for granted um, my family, yeah. uh, and, and and even the role that they played in my faith, uh, and just because, like some some families, like the parents say they're Christians and they go to church and and they don't they don't live it out and yeah. like there's no evidence of it and um i mean they they blatantly were christians and even in the way that they um in their um shortcomings and like my dad would apologize to us and like admit that he was wrong and like um so i mean it was just it was just huge um yeah, my dad, I have so much respect for my dad um, and who he is um, and my mom. And, like, their stories are just incredible. Like, 
my mom was just diagnosed with like Parkinson's. Oh my gosh. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Um, but like, she's such a, uh, she's a meek and mild lady, but she is a, she's like a, don't take that for weakness. Like yeah. she is, she is a rock. Um, and when I asked her about it, she goes, God's been just giving me, there's a verse and, um, and, uh, I forget exactly how it says, um, oh, like this is my will concerning you. Uh, and she goes, I just, I just keep on thinking about that. And this Parkinson's just like, this is my will concerning you. And I just like, like, like she struggles with it, but like, and that's just how my family has handled the storms in our life. Um, like my brother, Joshua is severely handicapped. This is their firstborn, like in their early twenties with half of his brain outside of his head, um, was only given hours to live, ended up living to like be 28. Um, just a miracle child. But like, that's, that was huge for my parents to go through. Um, and they had to experience the death of a child and just with, Working in ministry, that's highly stressful. Um, there's financial struggles with that. And, and all of that, I just see how, like, these storms were happening around them. Um, but our house still stood because we were built on the rock. We were built, uh, Jesus was our foundation. Yeah. And my, my parents would be like, people would be looking at us going through these storms and like, man, I wish I could handle it as well as you could. And they'd be like, all we're doing is holding on to Jesus, like for all we've got. Like, we're not, we don't feel like we're these like super saints. We're just, we're just trying to get through, through it. And as growing up as a child, like, I always felt peace in our home. Like, I never felt unloved or, you know, any of that. And so, um, yeah, as I used to tell my, testimony kind of being like oh man i don't have the like i was drugged out for five years and, and i was in an overdose and then i saw Big jesus yeah like you know and like i'm this cool hip christian that's edgy you know it's like no i grew up in a christian home and stuff like that and i don't know if it was in tc ham's class um or or not where he said somebody just said don't ever be ashamed of like a boring testimony because right. like that's what you want and so and also i i would people would come up like i didn't get to grow up in a christian home and like um i didn't get to experience that and i was like you know what that's an awesome gift that i was given that other people Absolutely. don't um and i feel there's a responsibility with that not only with my family um but the people that i come in contact with um in scripture, it talks about to whom much is given, much is required. Uh, and so I, I often like wonder, when I'm out meeting people, why why am I not in the situation that they're in? Why didn't why did I have to grow up with the awesome parents and they grow up with the parents that abused them or, you know, whatever it may be? And then I felt like God was saying, because I gave you these things, so then you could be that to that person. Right. Uh, um, you can be that unconditional love that they didn't experience. You can be that unjudgmental person um, that they come across that you that you received in your life, you know, numerous times. Um, and so all the stuff that I've received, 
that's just amazing. It's just like, okay, I can't be a, a Christian hoarder. I've got to, I've got to disperse these blessings, not only to my kids and family members, but to those that didn't, that had a crappy family, you know, or you know, whatever it may be. Um, so, but yeah, my dad and my mom, they just, they're, they're huge. They're, they're great. So. Absolutely. No, that's, that's a great, you know what, we're going to end it here because I think that is the exact tone I wanted to end it with. Sweet. Um, but I, I do appreciate that you were willing to come and do this. I think that it is a powerful story. Um, you know, just the transition you've obviously made, uh, the ups and the downs. And I mean, again, I, it may sound like I'm just blowing smoke up your rear end or whatever, but <laughs> it's, uh, it, it has genuinely been uh, a joy to know you. And oh, I've, thank you. I've always valued our friendship, even though, you know, we haven't been obviously super close and it was really only like a year and a half, Kyle, that we really got to know each other. I know. But when I decided to do this, uh, again, this isn't just to like, I don't say this to everyone, but you were one of the first people I thought of and you were, uh, I think the second one I sent a Facebook message to, uh, to reach out and see if you do this with me because, um, I've always really enjoyed your story. I've enjoyed watching, uh, through social media, how you've kind of come to where you are. Um, I love the fact that you were able to fill in all these gaps for me. Um, and again, like you were just saying with you being the, the class president in high school and stuff, what's the need of reunions when we have, you know, things like social media. But I think this proves it, man. Like I think yeah. that there is a lot of value to it because, oh, yeah. you know, what, what we just had, I do appreciate. And I hope that people, regardless of if you know Kyle or you don't know Kyle, um, that, that you get something out of this. And, you know, I'll give you this story, Kyle, because I know you'll probably t- have a little chuckle at this, is after you were just saying how you really fell into this depressed state and, and were struggling with that even at Prairie, um, I'll bet you you didn't realize the irony of it is the fact that I remember after, right before the end of the first semester we were at school together, uh, intro to Christian theology, I wrote this terrible paper that I panicked and changed the subject to literally two days before it was due. And I got 52% on this, on this class, or on this paper. And I remember coming to the point of tears in my room and you sat there on a chair and we talked it out. And I was so panicked because I was on academic probation going into school. That's how lazy I was, folks. I went to college on academic probation. I didn't even earn it by <laughs> having Yeah, I earned it. <laughs> I put my work in. But I, I did it. I work it. <laughs> I remember being in such a bad mood and just being so distraught and so fearful of failing. Uh, and I remember you being that guy who encouraged me and um, wow. and you know uh, I can't remember you know the exact moments of it, but I do remember you encouraging me and telling me like it's going to be okay, sort of thing. Wow. And, I mean, obviously, it turned out to be great. Um, but I, I don't know if you remember that or not. I don't, um, I don't remember that. I don't I, remember. I do remember you being the guy in the room, um, because I actually took that with me 
throughout the next three years while I was at Prairie. And when guys would come back from a bad grade or whatever, you know, I took it upon myself to think the exact same way and be like, you know what, I need to be that same guy who can console these people and encourage them uh, wow. that it's it's not all over because you got one bad mark. It's not all over because you're full right. of you know failing one class or whatever it might be. And so I can only say thank you for that. Um, and I hope oh, that it is not like eight or nine years before we talk again. No, um, no, I, I'm really bad at keeping up with people. Oh, <laughs> like that's okay. That's okay. I mean, yeah. a relationship works two ways and I'm just as bad. Um, but I will say, uh, there are a couple things, a couple subjects already running through my mind. And I think I would love it if you would join me and Tarek on our regular podcast Oh, okay. Uh, to maybe chat about a couple things. Sure. But sure. I'll uh, say, yeah. I mean, you don't have to give me an answer right now. We'll we'll yeah. chat with you, you know, later about it. But there's a couple Tarek. subjects <laughs> that I was like, man, I know Kyle would have such good opinions on this. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, um, I thank you once again for doing this with me, man. Yeah, I, you know, it's I really. Uh, appreciate you just uh, yeah taking the time and and, and inviting me um, and it, it's just it's just an all it's all credit all testament to just to just God um, I yeah I wouldn't have done you know when it when it says that um, you know I'll do uh, more than you can either even think of ask for or imagine um, it's just it's just so true. Um, and uh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I'm at in life um, if if it wasn't for him. And uh, it's just amazing how he uses he uses broken people to do to do beautiful things. Um, but yeah, well, thank you. Uh, this this is good. <laughs> a, sli- <laughs> a slice. A <laughs> slice.